Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right, he's back. David Grasso, anchor at Bold. Does a lot of neat stuff. Typically, a little more conservative than he should be, but <laughs> we don't hold that against him on the program. David, good to have you back. How are you? Well, you're gonna need that viewpoint right now, Doc, with all these shenanigans going on with Trump. So let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. All right, so obviously, Donald Trump indicted again by the DOJ. I actually predicted he would be indicted twice. I always believed after Secret Service was called to testify before the grand jury, it was about January 6th, okay? And Fulton County, Georgia, they are slated to indict Trump at any moment, maybe this week, maybe next week. But it absolutely is happening this month. Um, and he probably still has some entanglements in New York that he has not quite settled. What say you about all of this? Well, you know, this is a very interesting situation. None of us could have ever predicted that this many indictments would have come down. Of course, you said the suit with January 6th. We imagined when they brought Jack Smith back home from the Netherlands that something was going to happen. If you read the indictment, it's very plain spoken. It's very easy to understand. Even for someone who's not a lawyer, I encourage all of your viewers to read the indictment. It is 45 pages. If you read the first 10 to 12 pages, you'll get the general gist. What do I think about this? Well, it depends, right? If you like Trump, you don't believe any of it. If you dislike Trump, it just gives you more ammo. Haven't we all made up our minds by now? I don't think everybody has. But I do think most people have picked a side, right? So you have a lot of tribalism in politics. I do think some people are going to um, at least be influenced to some degree, given the severity of it. Most people, at least internally, know, you know, Trump did some things he should not have done. Uh, that's the bare minimum. But then many who support him will contextualize it and say, but other presidents have done A, B, and C. So why should we not hold Trump accountable? I don't think the two things conflate, but People will do that. At the end of the day, the issue for me, the biggest issue for me was his behavior after contacted by the federal government about classified documents and the level of classification that these documents were according to the allegation. These were SAPs, special access programs. These things are so classified, they do not fit within the normal structure of linear classification. And typically presidents are not even aware of SAP programs anyway. How did he become aware of the program? How did he get his hands on the program? And how was he able to basically obstruct justice for over a year with those documents? I think that's important, even in the even in the military context, things like this should be important. Do you not believe that some of this may persuade somebody who once was a Trump supporter to say, you know what? Damn, he did that, that's too far. You know, I think it depends because ultimately when someone is a dyed in the wool Republican, they're going to eventually support the nominee. And right now the opinion polls as they stand all suggest that Donald Trump will be the nominee. In fact, the governor of Florida, my home state is not anywhere close to Donald Trump. You know, I'm in Red America right now, I'm in Biloxi, Mississippi. So I always take the chance when I'm outside of, you know, the bi-coastal places to talk to, you know, regular folk. And I ask them, you know, with Fox News blaring in the background, what do you think about Donald Trump? What do you think about Ron DeSantis. And I was sort of surprised at the responses I got. I've gotten a lot of, well, both of them don't know when to shut their mouths. Mm. Both of them have done things wrong. 
And maybe we should be considering other nominees like Nikki Haley or Chris Christie or Tim Scott or literally anyone else. And that was a surprising answer that I've gotten from several people in Florida, in Alabama and Mississippi. So this is no longer a minority opinion, but unfortunately that is not yet being seen in the polls yet. That is so interesting because your direct conversation um, is indicative of people actually starting to see it for what it is. Now, he's still very popular, sir, with Republican polling. At the end of the day, he's not going to get the, let me put it this way. I don't think he secures the nomination by way of actual victory. Let me explain what I mean by that. Just like in the Democratic primary, the Republican primary, you have a goal. You have a particular set requirement of delegates, you gotta win. If you don't get it, but you're the lead, you're the leader going into the convention, it'll broker in your direction. But you can do a broker convention away from the person who did not get all of the prerequisite delegates required to totally secure the nomination before the national committee. That is likely to be the scenario with Donald Trump, I believe. I do not think he goes over the threshold. Uh, and then you will go into a brokered convention. Now, typically a brokered convention is just a formality because the person with the most delegates, they're going to give it to the guy. I think in this case with Trump, it may be different. So if that scenario presents itself and Donald Trump goes into the Republican National Committee, if he makes it that far, he does not have enough to secure based on threshold requirement, but he has the lead and they have to broker the rest of them. Do you think they broker it away from him or toward him? My understanding of the Republican Party is that it's a lot more democratic, funny enough, no pun intended, than the way the nominee is done in the Democratic Party. As we learned in 2008, you know, I was sitting in a class, I went to the Harvard Kennedy School, and one of the foreigner foreign students asked what a superdelegate was. And our professor came out and said, I'm a superdelegate. What question do you have? And just everyone froze. According to my understanding of Republican primary politics, there are no superdelegates. They don't have super, delegate that's correct. The There's no superdelegates, yeah. right. Not so anymore. that's something that's kind of endemic to the Democratic Party. I think what you're saying may be correct. I think what's more likely is we need to look at the history of Eugene Debs. Eugene Debs okay. was the socialist candidate in 1920 that ran from prison. And that's yep. right now something that may be in the cards, which, yeah. you know, as always, Trump said, are you not entertained? I think we're looking <laughs> at a whole lot of entertainment. We've never seen someone running on a major party ticket from jail. And of yeah. course, Trump, like any other American, deserves his day in court, no matter who he is. And we have yet to see what happens. Yeah, and I think the candidate you're referring to, uh, got like just shy of a million votes. It actually got a lot of votes um, and was in prison, which sets the precedent that it can happen, unfortunately. All right, would you vote for Trump if he's a nominee? I think think it depends. I'm not really a Trump person. I never came out as a never Trumper back in the day. I was more of a Jeb Bush person, you know, moderate Republican, something that used to be called Rockefeller Republican. As we've Mm -hmm. seen as the party has moved further and further to the right, you don't hear a lot of those terms anymore. So I was never really a Trump supporter. 
But, you know, I, I mean, I think it really depends on who is on the Democratic ticket. And I think that's an indispensable part of this conversation. At the same time, you're reading the headlines about what's happening to Trump. You're reading about Gavin Newsom preparing himself for a run. Yeah. Because as we all know, our president is way up there in age. And the base, of course, is very young on the left. And we'd all like to see, regardless of your partisan politics, younger, more mainstream candidates who are not I mean, Biden isn't even a boomer. He's a silent generation. He's older than my grandparents. So let's yeah, but I mean, Biden got elected because Trump was just that horrible. You got to understand that the context of why Democrats were excited to vote. Uh, there was no Democrat exciting Democrats. The only person that excited Democrats in a legitimate way was uh, the idea of getting rid of Donald Trump because of how disastrous he was. Uh, and he brings that back to the table this time. I just think you all have a big problem in redefining the party. I no longer believe you all have a party. I don't believe the Republican Party exists anymore. I think you're trying to still promote it as if it does. You all do not have a values core. Your platform has become non-existent. No one is willing to say what they stand for because they are afraid Trump would say something different in the future. So everybody runs on this uh, you know these basic principles against other people. So they run against Black Lives Matter. They run against the LGBTQ community. They run against those who are socially left rather than running on actual articulated policies. Do you see it differently, sir? No, I don't, I actually agree with you. And I think the Republicans do need a radical rebrand. And that's why I'm really hoping that among this slate of candidates, like the ones I mentioned, like Nikki Haley, like Tim Scott, like literally anyone else except Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump would be much better for the party. I concur with you, sir. And it would actually be much better for us as well, because Democrats get to get away with everything. Because the other option is so damn Unbelievably not an option. And you couldn't have said it better than I could. And that yeah. is indisputable. So there, there you, go. you go. Thank you, dear brother. Appreciate you as always. Always. All right. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.